guys, welcome back to the Align Mind and Body podcast. My name is Charlie. I'm an online health and wellness coach, a nutritionist, and also a trainee counsellor. The aim of this podcast is to provide you with broad spectrum support across topics from body image and food relationships to nutrition, training, and allowing yourself to delve a little deeper, respect health from a multifaceted perspective, learn more about yourself, and work towards building your healthful life aligned with your values and goals. If you are not a current client and you're ready for support with one-to-one coaching, you can find my contact details in the show notes. I'd love to chat with you and support you. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hello guys, I hope you are all well. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are going to be talking about intuitive eating and eating intuitively. So this phrase is batted around a lot at the moment on social media in the fitness industry and I think it's really important that we A, know exactly what we're talking about when we're using the term, B, that we are using it correctly and C, that you know when it is right for you and when it is maybe not applicable. So they're the things that we're going to cover today. Now, let's start off by basically outlining the difference between intuitive eating and eating intuitively. And they are different. So intuitive eating is a specific anti-diet intervention. This was a term that has been coined by, and forgive this pronunciation of surnames, I'm sure I'm probably going to get them wrong, uh, by Evelyn Trebol and Elise Rech. They provide this anti-diet approach, which is seen more as an intervention for those who have struggled with chronic dieting, with relationships with their body, relationships with food. And this is something that is very, very separate from body composition. It's very much tied to body image, but it's away from formal dieting, away from our body composition. And it's very much eating for health Uh, and our psychological health in relation to our body image, free from the ties to body composition. So this is where we can realise that eating intuitively, sorry, intuitive eating, this is a super easy to mix up, intuitive eating is not a type of diet. It's not tied to body composition. So really, really important that we're not saying intuitive eating is a way to be in a smaller body, for example. It is free from basically the constraints of body composition and it's basically detaching your eating habits from your body. Now eating intuitively takes some of the premises of intuitive eating, some of the fantastic premises of intuitive eating by the way and those of you that are current clients will know that I work a lot around utilising some premises from intuitive eating with you guys, regardless of your goal, because I do think it's massively beneficial for your long-term health around food and your food relationships. But eating intuitively takes some of these areas and it marries it up with, I guess, somewhat of body compositional elements, but brings it, I guess, more into what we would see in the fitness industry today, where we may have a client who is still cares about body composition, you know, that's still on their mind. And we can use some principles of eating intuitively with some other structures, some outlines, some general goals around nutrition to enable them to work together to reach their goal. So that may look like having an intuitive approach to food, but having some structure in regard to maybe the amount of meals that you consume per day or a rough protein goal, for example, or a goal for protein intake. 
This wouldn't be traditional intuitive eating because we would free ourselves completely from rules. However, we take some principles and we mould it together. And for the premise of the rest of this podcast, what I'm going to be referring to is eating intuitively, which is the approach that I will take with a lot of you guys that I coach. And I do think that even down the end of the spectrum, when maybe we are focusing on maintenance, for example, and we are really adopting this approach long term, there is always some element of body compositional goal um, or body compositional maintenance. So we can't really call what we do true intuitive eating, but it can get very, very close. But the distinction is super important. So for the rest of this podcast, what I'm going to be referring to is eating intuitively and how that can fit into your life. Now, I'm going to read to you the 10 principles of intuitive eating as per the book, the manual that I do have in front of me. And hopefully those of you that are current clients can see how this fits into the work that we do together. Those of you who aren't clients, maybe this is going to be a fresh perspective on your nutrition coaching. And hopefully I'm going to outline how important these things are. And hopefully you'll be able to see how maybe sometimes they don't go with every goal that you may have. So The 10 principles of intuitive eating as a dietary intervention and anti-diet intervention. Number one, reject the diet mentality. Number two, honour your hunger. Number three, make peace with food. Number four, challenge the food police. Not sure who they necessarily are, um, but by that we mean kind of um, people saying that you're good for eating less, you're bad for eating cake, those kind of things. All those um, things that make a lot of sense when we actually think about it, right? Discover the satisfaction factor, feel your fullness, cope with your emotions with kindness, respect your body, movement, feel the difference and honour your health through gentle nutrition. So I absolutely love these 10 principles of intuitive eating and this was something for me as a coach that when I learn about intuitive eating, from the background that I came from, from the journey that I've been on through years and years of punishing my body, of the grind harder mentality that competition prep had taught me, through dieting, through always wanting to be smaller, this was like a breath of fresh air for me to learn about as a coach. And very much when I learned this methodology, I very much found how I wanted to coach other people as well as live my own life. Now, as you can probably hear by a lot of those things, there's going to be a spectrum, right, as to how much I can apply this to certain clients. So if you're a client who is on a fat loss journey, for example, you may think, well, how can these apply to me? And actually, you would be really, really surprised with how many circumstances that these are applicable. They just need to be tweaked ever so slightly, depending on the individual and their personal goals. I'm going to start off by Outline a few of the times that the all of these rules maybe not will not will maybe not apply, and then we're going to move into all the fantastic ways that they can. So, a couple of times that these rules may not be applicable when you are dieting for a physique goal. Restriction is not intuitive, right? So we can definitely honour a lot of these principles. There's definitely a lot of things that if you guys have got physique goals, if you are dieting, that I will work with you guys around and. I would say 99% of you that are that do have a serious physique goal where you're maybe already dieting and already healthy body to achieve a physique goal. Um, we've done a lot of this work as groundwork, right? And you guys register this as the normal zone, let's say, and what you're doing being a little bit more restrictive. That's not your quote unquote normal, which I think is so important with coaching that we don't 
go straight into these extreme goals with clients without A, getting to know them, B, respecting where they are, and C, building what is normal, or I use normal loosely, I'm doing air quotes, what we should be teaching people around nutrition to build that platform to then say, okay, well, this is normality and you've done this for a little while. And now to push that physique goal, we are going to now, you know, move in towards further restriction or push these boundaries a little bit more. And you know that you've got that platform to come back to. I think that's really, really, really important for long-term food relationships, which is ultimately what I care about most with you guys who are already clients. So when you are doing an extreme diet, you know, a physique goal, uh, restricting an already healthy body for a physique goal, which is absolutely fine. Everybody is entitled to do what they want with their bodies, provided it's coming from the right place. Um, restriction is not intuitive. So we can't intuitively eat when it comes to restriction, right? Because we won't be able to honor our hunger every time. Because if we always ate when we were hungry, whilst we are trying to lose body fat, we would end up maintaining, right? So we do have to compromise some of these elements a little bit. There will definitely be parts that are definitely still available. Discover the satisfaction factor, thinking about satiating foods, um, making sure that you're having regular protein feedings and all of these things, um, being able to cope with your emotions with kindness, getting to the roots of why you may lean on foods for um, times you overeat, for example, all of these things, movement and feeling the difference. All of these things will still apply, but things like honouring your health and honouring your hunger, they maybe won't apply in these circumstances. So we can't actually say that this is truly intuitive, right? We're just maybe, I guess, moving into a more mindful approach to nutrition whilst we move towards a physique goal. And the same applies with hypertrophy on the other end of the spectrum, that being in a consistent surplus to be able to build tissue will sometimes mean eating when you're not hungry necessarily, or maybe a little bit further than we're comfortable being on the hunger scale, um, which is a tool that I use with many of you guys that will already coach that will be familiar with. And again, that's not an intuitive approach, right? To actually feel your fullness and work against it. So in these circumstances, we can't be truly intuitive because the nature of the goal is different. Other times when this might be applicable is if you are in a much larger body, you are obese or morbidly obese, and you have a certain amount of body fat on you where your hormones have become dysregulated, and your leptin and ghrelin hormones that cue hunger and satiety are dysfunctional. In these cases, in a similar way to the above, we can't trust our signals to be intuitive, right? We can't really intuitively eat to our hunger signals if our hunger signals are skewed. So again, in these cases, this wouldn't be truly intuitive eating. And the last one that comes to mind is being just after a diet phase. Those of you that have ever done a photo shoot, an extreme um, cut or a contest prep will know how your hunger levels, you can feel absolutely ravenous when you get very, very lean in a similar way to being in a much larger body, leptin and ghrelin can become dysfunctional in a very similar way, which... Um, I guess is where, from my personal experience, I can resonate with those feelings because I have been excessively unhealthily lean for contest prep where my hunger hormones have been dysregulated and it's not a very comfortable place to be. And also when you've been restricted for a very long time, your hunger can be all over the place as well. So again, if we were to eat to that intuition, we would gain body fat rapidly, right? So there's definitely certain times where these might not apply. But again, these are transient times and I will go out there on a whim and say that 
down the line, the end point, the healthiest end point and outcome for 99.99% of people is to intuitively eat. Whether that is you have, like I've done this with many of you guys, whether you've either come either come from a contest prep background, you're wanting to build a little bit more of a quote unquote normal life around food in your body. And we begin to move through that process of post-show and then into more of an intuitive state. Whether you have been through a fat loss journey and now you want to maintain your results and then you want to remove tools and you want to be able to eat intuitively. I will hand on heart say that I believe an intuitive approach to food is the healthiest outcome for the majority of people down the line. Whether we use a modified version of that for your current goal is what's going to be right for you. There will be times if you're losing body fat, you will need to restrict a little bit more, all of these things. But down the line, this is the point that I would want all of your current clients to be once you have finished reaching physique goals or fat loss goals or whatever that is. And that's why I love working with so many of you guys for so long and why I really appreciate the level of client retention that we have here because we get to go through that process and I get to bring you guys full circle and actually feel like I've done my job as a coach to get you to that goal to then educate you on how to maintain it and to have you fly the nest at a point where you're good for the rest of your life and that for me I I think is very very important as a nutritionist and a fitness professional and one thing I will say off the back of as I said dieting not being completely intuitive however to play devil's advocate if you are in a larger body and you are losing body fat for health reasons to improve your life um intuitive eating or eating intuitively and losing body fat are not mutually exclusive and this is something that I spoke about um at the event mine and Danny's event on Sunday just gone is that actually if we look at our food habits and we begin to build some really positive healthful habits around food we begin to focus on eating more nourishing food more whole foods we build in healthful habits around movement we understand our body we like the principles say we manage our emotions with kindness we listen to our body we ask ourselves what we actually need rather than dulling our emotions with food we challenge the food police we get rid of dichotomous thinking around food good bad food you know i've fucked up kind of food um all of these things actually help you towards making more healthful decisions and more often than not when we build up these really healthful relationships around food this is usually is what is keeping people in a body that they may be uncomfortable in is through actually pushing against these principles so by seeing food as quote-unquote good or bad by managing their emotions by overeating or drinking for example um by not actually feeling the benefit of movement this these are usually the barriers that keep people in a larger body so by actually taking an intuitive approach we actually a lot of the time do tend to see fat loss happening as a byproduct of that and i can vouch for that with lots and lots of clients that i've worked with and i think that is truly something that when you actually think about it, it makes a lot of sense right is it harder to coach? Absolutely, because you have to have that faith. And I guess from a coaching perspective, it's not as tangible as here's your macros, here's your cardio, go and do it. But I would much rather have a more in-depth and challenging approach to coaching, educate myself further and change people's lives for good than just get them from A to B and then them put weight back on, be in the same place six months down the line. So 
it's really important to remember that although a formal fat loss phase may not be intuitive, that sometimes taking an intuitive approach to nutrition does result in fat loss for those in larger bodies. And that's why it, everything is client dependent, right? Now, when it comes to ways that intuitive eating can support you, it's pretty much every other circumstance. So whether that is just generally improving your relationship with food, as I touched on in that sort of plain devil's advocate, that a lot of people, it's usually the restriction from dieting, for example, or, you know, chronic dieting, being on and off diets all the time, restricting and over-consuming, whether that is um, only having quote-unquote good foods in the house, restricting Monday to Friday, and then going into the fuck it bucket Friday to Sunday, um, when they do then expose themselves to certain foods and they then over-consume, or restricting over-consumption on a broader scale in terms of being quote-unquote on a diet or, you know, doing a photo shoot or doing a contest prep, and then when they come quote-unquote off the diet contest prep, 10-week challenge, whatever it is, they then put everything back on because A, the method wasn't sustainable, but also it's just another method of restriction, right? And what that has done is it's just pushed everything down and not actually gotten you to deal with the reasons, A, why you may overeat, or B, to actually learn about nutrition and make more mindful, educated decisions and live a full, well-rounded and holistic life. So there's a rebound after that. And that's why we see this cyclical pattern, right, of I'm, I'm cutting fat and now I'm not and now I'm cutting fat again, rather than, okay, I've, I've made the effort to maybe restrict a little bit more, but be mindful of these things or, you know, bring in some of these intuitive eating approaches modified to eating intuitively to allow me to get to a point where now that I'm maintaining my results, I'm just increasing my food intake a little bit, but I've got these fantastic healthful habits and mindsets around food where I can now maintain these results that I've got rather than bouncing between putting weight back on and cutting weight back off. So when you are more in tune with your body, when you're more in tune with its signals, and again, caveat with if you are in a body where you can't trust its signals because your hormone levels are skewed, once we get through that initial phase, and this is so hard to, I guess, trust someone with, that when you bring your body fat down a little bit and your hormones do start to regulate, things will become easier. That may mean a modified approach to intuitive eating, eating intuitively, um, where we consider all of these things where we're focusing on how to manage your emotions, on your language around food, on all of these things that you guys that our clients will know I hammer home with you all the time. And it's because it is important. It's not because I'm giving you extra work to do. It's because we need to change that mindset around food that actually when we then become more in tune with our bodies, more in tune with our whys, more in tune with our behaviours, and we are able to be more mindful, we reach this great place where this alongside basic nutritional education and maybe some slight structure. As I said, it's a modified approach, right? There is an element of, okay, you know, health does matter and what we put in our bodies does matter. And we know that eating more whole foods matters. And maybe you do still have a certain body compositional goal. And I will put my hands up and say I'm completely transparent in that my first and foremost goal is health, but I still care about how my body looks. I'm a 29 year old woman. So actually taking a modified approach with some basic nutrition education and structure to support your appetite by eating regularly, to support your protein feedings, both from a 
health perspective from on a cellular level and for building muscle tissue from a health perspective and an aesthetic perspective and for honoring your hunger for the foods that you want and not restricting those back increasing your mindfulness it can all feel scary at first it can feel a bit counterintuitive to shift the focus away from numbers away from restriction but actually think about that if you start avoiding restriction if you start honoring your hunger if you start to allow yourself to have a few biscuits you start to take the smoke and mirrors away from certain foods you start to think a little bit more about your choices and actually things become less of a novelty that idea that worry of over overeating that's going to decrease over time and it can be a really scary place at first to step into that. And this is why I think it's so important to get the support of a coach with this, a coach who is well versed in this practice and knows what to expect. Because there may be times when we step more into these principles and you give yourself permission to eat and you do overconsume on certain foods and your weight may gain a little bit. But what we need to remember is that you won't... Uh, you will, sorry, you will stop eating. It's not going to carry on forever, right? So even if you are overeating, it may be a case of, do you know what? Okay, now I'm giving myself permission to eat donuts. You might go and eat five donuts. Okay, you've eaten the five donuts, but then the next day you might eat three donuts and the next day you might eat two donuts and the next day you might eat one and then you might have one a week and then actually that becomes quite a helpful and normal pattern and all of a sudden there's no kind of novelty around this food anymore and you stop overeating on it. And it can be really scary to go through that process, but going through the process with a coach that trusts the process and has been there and has seen it happen can absolutely work wonders in terms of your long-term food relationships. And then what do we see is that you stop overeating on these foods so that you start making more mindful choices and therefore your scale weight comes down over time. And that might look like it goes up and up and up and up for a little bit, but then if you stick with it, you ride the wave, it will come back down, it will level out and you will find this point where things just aren't a novelty and you can manage your hunger and manage your choices alongside some nutrition education, alongside some gentle structure. And this all goes hand in hand to six, eight, 12 months down the line, you've been in a place where you you are in a body that you're comfortable in and you can trust that you can stay there when, because well there is no plan but because the, a plan isn't being removed because remember a plan is the band-aid for the wound right it, it doesn't heal the wound and when we have food relationships that are holding us back it's focused on healing the wound long term rather than fighting against that and it can be really scary and a lot of times what we see and we see this a lot with the fitness industry and competition prep um cycles is that we will have people come out and start to work on these food relationships and start to gain some body fat and they're still in a healthy body but their body fat is increasing in I guess a healthful way but because they may be overeating a little bit and they're working on these things and rather than letting themselves get all the way through and fully work through these things and get out of the other side they retreat back into a diet phase because a it's a safe zone b they don't trust the whole process fully enough to get right out of the other side and see they just haven't given it enough time and then they retreat back into the cycle and the cycle continues they diet down they then re, you know they come out of it they then start to overeat again and then they don't trust the process of the other side and then they diet again and then all of a sudden we're on and off diets our whole life and this cycle can be applicable to anyone right 
definitely any women that are listening because society kind of promotes that that kind of you're always on a diet kind of mentality it doesn't have to be just contest prep but that's a very extreme and tangible example and actually what we need is to break the cycle at the point where you go and diet again and allow yourself to fully go through the experience and allow the novelty to wear off and trust that it will happen and then trust that that clearing is going to come where you go okay actually I can have that packet of biscuits in the cupboard or I I can the kids can have the snacks and I'm good with going to choose the fruit or just having one but you have to do the work to get through there and I will argue my case with anybody who says that is not the most healthful outcome for the majority what I will say is it's not the outcome that makes the fitness industry the most money because there's no plan to be sold there's no secret sauce to be sold but eating intuitively I guess is the secret sauce it just takes a lot more robust coaching a lot more hard work with clients that isn't tangible that is asking the right questions that is getting you to do the work it takes a little bit more hard work and that's why there's only a handful of specialist coaches that are willing to coach in this way I guess um but it's the life-changing work and I would say if you are a current client listening this is the place that I envisage uh, all of you end up because it is the most helpful place right we don't want to be stressing about food choices and calories and macros and our body all the time forever until we die there may be times I definitely know for me that in my early 20s, I didn't really have anything else to worry about. And I was more than happy with doing that and, you know, doing photo shoots and having my body on show and all of these things until it got to a point where my body was all I was thinking about. And actually, I needed to make peace with my body and I needed to make peace with my food relationships and allow my body to just be in a healthy state. So as I said at the start, there will be some times where eating intuitively may not be applicable. But in that case, we use a modified version. We still work on all of these great things around the 10 intuitive eating principles, around making peace with food, around challenging the food police, around feeling what satisfaction and fullness feels like, around coping with your emotions, respecting your body, feeling your feeling movement rather than just moving with intent to burn calories. There may just be a couple of elements that are compromised, right? Like honouring your hunger um, or feeling your fullness if you are in a hypertrophy phase where we may have to modify certain elements for the goal. And the same goes with structure, right? There isn't kind of an educational structure around nutrition that comes with intuitive eating, which is why a modified eating intuitive mindful approach can be so beneficial. And this approach doesn't just allow you then to reach your goal, but it means that down the line, you have some great food relationships ingrained and we can then work on maintaining on this great foundation that we've set around the intuitive eating principles. So I hope you guys found this helpful. I hope that this allowed you to explore a little bit more of what intuitive eating or eating intuitively actually means and how it can be beneficial for you. I guess my why is behind a coach for those of you that are already coaching and yeah I hope you found it interesting Um, and I hope you guys agree that this is the most helpful outcome if you don't I'd love to hear your reasons why and definitely there is there's definitely certain circumstances um but they are very very specific like say for example somebody who had an eating disorder who may benefit from being on a meal plan that they eat enough that is going to be the most helpful outcome for that person right because they may not ever be able to reach further than that and that may mean that they are able to live a healthful life so in those cases 100% it's going to be caveated with with you know disclosure there but for 99% of you this is 
the most helpful outcome. And I am proud to fight the good fight in respecting male and female relationships with food and body image whilst you pursue your goals in a way that is helpful for you and making sure that is aligned with your values and the way that you want to live your life and what you want to do with your body whilst protecting your long-term food and body image relationships also. So I hope you guys found that helpful. I'd love to hear what you thought about that, your thoughts on the intuitive eating principles um, and the method as a whole. And I will see you guys in the next one.